Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, from the arts to sports, and from business to history, and everything in between, including your stories. And our next story comes from our regular contributor, Stephen Rossediak, who shares his story from a terrific book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Very Good, Very Bad Dog, which you can pick up at chickensoup.com. Here's Stephen about his dad's dog, Benny, and Benny's relationship with his mom. 
It wasn't that he didn't like her. It was more that Benny just didn't care about her one way or the other. The only reason he paid her any attention at all was because his best buddy did, and that was only for a few minutes at dinner time. Only then would Benny acknowledge her presence, and then only until his food was served. Surprisingly, she didn't mind getting the canine cold shoulder because she knew a sacred bond existed between a boy and his puppy. Even if this one-year-old dog wasn't quite a puppy anymore and the 69-year-old man wasn't quite a boy anymore. Unfortunately, one night, Benny's best friend became ill and people that neither of them knew came to help. They took his buddy away and Benny never saw him again. In the days and weeks that followed, he searched for him and several times he thought he'd found him. After all, his scent was everywhere, on his chair in the kitchen, on his coat hanging by the stairs, and even in his shoes, still waiting for him out on the breezeway. Benny became excited when he heard a car in the driveway or voices in the street, but in the end, it wasn't him. For weeks he moped and refused to eat, but then one day he realized something that had previously meant little to him. She was still there. That night, when they were alone, Benny slowly came over and sat at her feet. She gently began to stroke his shiny golden hair, and then something totally unexpected happened. She hugged him. From that moment forward, their relationship changed, and for each of them, the healing began. They would become inseparable companions who enjoyed taking long neighborhood walks and stopping the talk with everyone they met along the way. Whether watching Animal Planet on TV or doing nothing at all, they did it together. A team of two, her confidant and his new best friend. The proof of this relationship was revealed in a greeting card she routinely sent out to friends and family acknowledging holidays and special events. Depending on one's relationship with her, the card was signed, Love, Doris and Benny, Nana and Benny, or Mom and Benny. And those of us receiving these cards understood the importance of the closing salutation. We knew their story was one of recovery and rebirth, of two needy souls who found each other, and of the enduring friendship that resulted. It was a good story, too. But like all stories, it had to end eventually. If Benny had one fault that clearly surpassed all others, it was that he wasn't immortal. As he approached his 13th year, his body began to reveal evidence of the passage of time. Their long walks gave way to shorter excursions, a consequence of his new hip difficulties. Other issues developed, 
and by early December, she wondered whether he'd make it through New Year's. And then, she received a devastating diagnosis of her own. They both survived the holidays, and for the next few months, the three of us spent practically every day together as she suffered the procedures that took her strength and eventually her hair. And Benny continued to be her most faithful friend and supporter. It was as if he knew that she still needed him. And in truth, she did. Although rising from his rug and walking required increasingly more effort, he struggled to greet her every time I brought her home from her daily treatments. His puppy heart still overflowed with unconditional love. His old body was still ready to snuggle. When her exhaustion forced her into her chair, I would sit nearby in the rocker, but Benny knew just where she needed him to be, resting at her feet. Benny continued to provide his love and support throughout the duration of her treatments. And when they were finally over, he died. Sadly, her healthy reprieve didn't last. For a second time, she fought the good fight, but this time, when she knew the battle was lost, she gracefully accepted the inevitable and had but one request, that the ashes of her beloved Benny be interred with her. On a sunny November morning, we lay mom to rest with dad. And just as she'd asked, Benny was there too. As always, just where she needed him to be, resting at her feet. And that was Stephen Rossetiak's story, Resting at Her Feet. And again, that's at chickensoup.com. That's where you can find the story. A great father, mother, family, and dog story. A classic one here on Our American Stories. Here at Our American Stories, we bring you inspiring stories of history, sports, business, faith, and love. Stories from a great and beautiful country that need to be told. But we can't do it without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love our stories in America like we do, please go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Give a little. Give a lot. Help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. This is Our American Stories, and up next, a story you likely won't forget. Across the state of Iowa, people can find the Freedom Rocks. These rocks, painted by Ray Bubba Sorensen, depict local military heroes and scenes of battle as a thank you to American veterans. Here's our own Monty Montgomery with the story. Ray Bubba Sorensen was born in the heartland of America. So I was born in Creston, Iowa, and I grew up in the little town of Fontenelle, Iowa, about 600 people. You know, played 
uh, about every sport and uh, I just had kind of a, your normal generic uh, high school or, or small town upbringing before technology really hit, I guess. So uh, my uncle Ted uh, served in uh, Vietnam as a Navy CB and you know most most of the country knows that you know our Vietnam veterans weren't treated very well when they returned back from service and they came home to a to a very ungrateful nation and you know some were spat on some were you know protested as they got off buses and planes and a lot of those guys kind of hid their service or, or were ashamed of their service. And my mom told me about all that and uh, you know that never sat well with me. And then of course, like as I was growing up, movies like Rambo, TV shows like Tour of Duty, old, old shows, uh, World War II dramas like Combat. My mom would watch those with me. And although you know they were you know fictional, they were based on actual narratives of Vietnam veterans, World War II veterans. So my mom was able to kind of illustrate to me the service and sacrifice of, of all of these men and women, how much, especially our Korean War, which is a forgotten war, and, and our Vietnam veterans were treated when they came back. And that just really stuck with me, you know, and as I, as I grew up, I started to, I guess, parallel stories here, become interested in art. Like I said, I had a love for football, so a lot of my artwork is, you know, patriotic or it was very much sports-based. So, you know, I kind of just, started, I guess, on this diverging course of my love for veterans and, you know, my patriotism growing and me growing as an artist just kind of set me on this course to, I wanted to say thank you to our veterans. But the birth of Ray's ultimate idea to say thank you happened in a movie theater. What the ultimate spark was is I was sitting in a movie theater watching the movie Saving Private Ryan. And, you know, if you've seen that movie, you know, the first half hour, you know, our men, and, and you could even say boys, some of them were 17, 16, 17, 18 years old, are literally storming the beaches of Normandy, spilling their guts for our country. And it was just so realistic, so in your face of, you know, what maybe a glimpse of, of what war was like. And I just left the theater saying, I've got to find a way to say thank you to all our men and women that serve this country. And that was kind of the birth of the Freedom Rock. When I had the idea to, you know, paint the very first Freedom Rock, I thought, where am I going to put this mural? Where, you know, I, I have no no experience as a mural artist. So for me, I wasn't going to, you know, tap tap some business owner on the shoulder and say, hey, can I, I have no experience at all. Can I paint the side of your wall? So, you know, my, my thoughts turned to the rock out there. The first rock was uh, known as just the rock. The rock, it sits next to a rock quarry and you know, they're mining uh, you know, gravel and, and limestone and, and things out of this quarry and they hit this huge granite boulder. So they just left it there as a marker to the entrance to the quarry and kids started graffitiing it and started tagging it with you know, all sorts of stuff. You know, I think there's been marriage proposals. There have been, there was a giant M&M at once. There were, there were, uh, I think one of, I have one of the pictures though, one of the funnier ones was Santa Claus with his pants down, moon in the traffic around Christmas. And, and that's just kind of how it went. And I thought, hey, for Memorial Day, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna throw my paint on there, say thank you to the veterans. And you know, my thought was, it's gonna get painted over and be long forgotten. You know, it was just gonna be my one time to say thank you. And then it was gonna continue to be graffitied through the years. 
I grabbed all the paint I could, what I thought was outdoor paint. I mixed oil and acrylic, which is a huge no-no in the art world. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was going to kind of teach myself how to paint a mural. And so that was, that was the start of it. And I just, I, it was bound to determine to say thank you to these veterans. And uh, you know, my mom and dad always tell this little side story. I, I'm a college student, so I'm broke. And uh, I was like, mom, can you buy the, the paint for this rock, I wanna say thank you to our veterans. And she called dad and she was like, I don't, he wants to go paint that large boulder north of town. You know, do I buy the paint? It's gonna be 50 bucks. And dad was like, do it. That sounds like a, a heck of a project. And so they kind of both take credit for, you know, buying the first paint for the original Freedom Rock. And, and that's how it was born. I painted, uh, thank you veterans for our freedom and the flag raising at Iwo Jima because that is my all time favorite picture. And it happened exactly like I thought. I painted it, lasted for a few months. Thank you to the veterans. Somebody painted over it, fine, moving on. But the thing is, is Memorial Day came around again and some local veterans asked, hey, will you go out there and paint that same thing that you did last year for us? And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do one better. And so I went out there and I painted uh, Lee Teeter's reflections, or at least a version of it, um, you know, painting it on a rock. And like I said, as a, as a budding mural artist, I still had a lot to learn, but I gave a shot at, you know, that famous reflections, uh, Vietnam veterans uh, memorial wall painting and some other scenes. And that ended up lasting for an entire year which was unheard of with The Rock. It always got painted over within a month or two, but nobody touched that one. And so it lasted a year, and that was like around the town, around the Dare County, where The Rock was famous. Everybody was like, oh my God, nobody's painted over The Rock. Nobody, what's gonna happen? Nobody painted over The Rock. Are we just leaving this how it is? And instead of doing that, I thought, well, I don't wanna kill the spirit of The Rock changing. You know, people kind of got used to it, having different artwork on it, so I thought, well, I'll go out there and I'll paint another different scene thanking our veterans. And so that's kind of what snowballed it into the annual tradition of, you know, I go out there at the start of May and I allow myself the month of May. I finish my new artwork thanking our veterans and I'm always done by Memorial Day no matter what. So some years get more detail than others, um, just depending on weather and time and how many visitors I get. And that's, that's kind of the whole story of how The Rock became, uh, I guess, my canvas of choice and, uh, and, and how I've spent the past 22 years uh, repainting it every Memorial Day. And since then, Ray's project has expanded beyond the original rock. It's a much, much larger operation now because of some interesting Iowan inspiration. I started the, what's known as the Freedom Rock Tour. I had the idea to try and paint a smaller version of the original Freedom Rock in every single one of Iowa's 99 counties. I don't know if you know, politics-wise, we have a, a, a very famous senator from Iowa, Chuck Grassley. He's always known for doing what's called the full Grassley, and that means, you know, visiting every single Iowa county, um, you know, every time he runs for re-election. And I thought, you know, how neat of an idea is that, to be able to go to each one of our 99 counties? And I thought, you know, how cool would it be as an artist to have uh, a piece of artwork in all of Iowa's 99 counties? And so that's kind of where it was born. And uh, my first idea was to try and do uh, one in all 50 states. And my wife was like, hey, let's, let's scale it back a little bit and see, 
you know, let's let's keep you closer to home and keep keep you in state. And so we kind of talked it over, and we decided to do the one in every every county in Iowa. And uh, when we announced it, I thought, you know, there's only going to be a few people that get it, or you know, I was like, I, I told my wife, I was like, if we book ten in the first year, we'll be lucky because I just didn't figure people would you know jump on it that quickly. We ended up booking sixty of the Iowa counties in the first year and then subsequently booked all the counties in the few years after that and uh, started off and I just finished uh, a week or two ago I finished the 95th out of 99 counties in Iowa. And you're listening to Ray Bubba Sorensen tell his story of the Freedom Rocks in Iowa and it took saving Private Ryan well to just act as a catalyst for this endeavor. The Freedom Rocks the story continues here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash OAS. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com 
slash OAS. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. And we return to our American stories and the story of the Freedom Rocks, painted rocks thanking our veterans and found across the state of Iowa and slowly moving across the United States. Ray now shares with us the stories of some of the memorable people he's met while painting these rocks. Take it away, Ray. I have a few really special stories that kind of stick out. Probably the very first one is, uh, you know, goes with the, the guy that I call the Sergeant in Arms of the Rock now. He's kind of been a caretaker of the flags out there and just kind of overall maintenance of what's going on with the grounds around it. He's a Vietnam veteran and he was uh, driving semi-truck for one of the, the local companies in town. And uh, I, just, I just started painting the one, that, that, uh, the very first one. And I started painting it. I put the, had the flag raising done. I, was, I think I was working on the lettering. And he's coming down this large hill, coming towards the rock, and he slams on the brakes of the semi-truck and pulls over. And I thought to myself, like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble for painting this rock. And I kept telling myself, like, I had called the quarry and asked permission. I have every right to be here and paint this. You know, this guy gets out of the truck, and he almost looks angry. And he's like, are you the one painting this? And I was like, yes. And I was like, sweating a little bit and he was like I just want to say thank you he's like us Vietnam veterans didn't get a very good welcome home and I appreciate you know people when they do stuff like this for our veterans and so it's become kind of a lifelong friendship from there on out and for the past 22 years he's kind of helped me keep an eye on the rock and keep the flags up and flying and and uh, so it's that was that was one of the memorable ones uh, another one you know a few years into painting it I had a young man, I, and I say young man because I think he was younger than me even at the time, and I was fairly young. Um, he had just gotten back from overseas, and he came out and very polite, you know, said, appreciated my work as a veteran. He also appreciated how quiet it was when it wasn't a patriotic holiday. Like, he didn't, he didn't come out to the rock on the Memorial Days, the 4th of July's and things like that. He always came out on a non-holiday to sit and reflect. And he also said that like he was had, had he told me, he's like, I, I had suicidal thoughts. I wasn't feeling very good about myself or my service. I came out here, I sat on this little rock and I stared at your rock. And he goes, it just changed my whole perspective. I, he goes, I don't want to get all mushy about it. I just wanted to be, I wanted to tell you that. And I wanted to tell you how much it meant to me. And then he got up and left and I thought, 
wow, that's that was powerful. And that's one stories like that are one of the many reasons people always ask, why do you continue to do this? Why do you continue to paint for our veterans? And it's veterans like that that I don't know that I may be affecting in a positive way, and I hope I am. I hope it's landing that way with all of them, um, whether I get to talk to them or not. Like I tell my wife and I've told my parents before, if I, if I get to save one veteran or if I've, I've affected somebody like that, uh, that's, that's good enough for me. Ray also creates his murals with more than just paint. I've actually painted the remains or cremains of many veterans on the rock or mixed them with the paint and painted them on there. So at, the, at current, I'm around 120 different Vietnam veterans' ashes are mixed into the green paint of the helicopter on the north side of the rock. And uh, how that started was some Vietnam veteran bikers that were on their way to the wall in Washington, D.C. for Memorial Day stopped at the rock. I was painting a tribute to our you know, Vietnam veterans at the time, and they, you know, they absolutely loved it. And they go, hey, can we go get some ashes of our recently fallen uh, Vietnam veteran brothers and sprinkle them here by the rock? And I said, I wish you'd just dump them in my paint can and I'll paint them on the rock because it's so windy out here. You know, I don't want them to blow away in the wind. And they loved that idea. So they, about seven or eight of them went and got these ashes and they kind of all dumped them into my, my paint can. And I mixed them up and, and painted it all on uh, these helicopters on the, on the north side of the rock. And, and they loved it. And I thought that was a neat little tribute. And I thought it was over after that. And then I started getting Vietnam veterans' ashes in the mail. Started getting them from all over the country, and they came with letters, and they came in different little pill boxes and ornate vases, and sometimes just Ziploc bags. And they came saying, this is my brother. He, he passed away from Agent Orange exposure in Vietnam. Loved your rock, loved your work, wants to have parts of his remains on this rock. Got to the point where I don't think my wife liked to go into the P.O. box because there was always Kermains, you know, waiting for us to, and I just, what I did is I collected them each year. I'd let them ride around in the truck with me until it was Memorial Day and I was done with the rock and they were always my final edition at one o'clock on Memorial Day and they still are. So I still collect, you know, our Vietnam veterans who, who want to be a part of the rock. I collect their ashes and I, they all go on. We, we read their names off, we paint them onto the rock and they're there forever. The, the hard part and how it's gotten harder for me is I've known a lot of these veterans now. I've gotten to know them over the years and they've always said they want their final resting place to be that rock. And then they've, they've passed away and it's, you know, yeah, I've become, friends with these guys and uh, yeah it gets it gets harder and harder but I always try and say you know it, it's a it's a unique memorial and kind of a unique place for them to be and I'm, I'm so honored to even be a part of it one of the guys that was in the veterans hospital out in Omaha his son called me and said can I bring my dad out to the rock he is not in good health would you meet us out there and I said absolutely I'll go out there and say hi I'm in town and uh, went out there and met him and shook his hand and, and he had oxygen hooked up to him and he was like, well, the hospital wasn't very crazy about us getting him out here, but he really wanted to see the rock, he wanted to touch the rock and he'd like to ask you if he can be, have his ashes put on the rock. And I said, well, absolutely, but you know, stick around, let's, you know, we'd like to see you get better. And what I didn't know was that he was in his final days 
And two days later, I got the call that he had passed and his ashes were on the way. And so his family came out and uh, we, I believe we didn't do that one on Memorial Day. I think we did it on like July 4th because they just, they wanted to have like more of a private uh, ceremony and have the ashes go on in that way. But I just thought that's, it's, it's amazing how much the Freedom Rocks message has gotten out there. And I'm glad it has. And it's kind of amazing the response and, and how many veterans want to be a part of it. And, and that couldn't, couldn't make me happier. I've just, I guess I, I would say, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel very lucky to live in this country. And, and there's so many men and women that have fought and died for this country over its many years. And I feel like I owe them at the very least this, if not more. I, I, feel, I feel guilty and spoiled to be able to enjoy such a beautiful country and the freedom to, to tr try and earn to make a living. And, and I, didn't, I wasn't forced to join the service. I wasn't drafted. I didn't join. I'm not a veteran. And, and how lucky am I? And that, that's my outlook. And that's my outlook every day. I always tell people like, you know, like, oh, what are you doing for Memorial Day weekend? Or this is Memorial Day or Veterans Day. And I'm like, for me, every day is Memorial Day and Veterans Day. It's just, that's the way it is with my family. Um, I've kind of roped them into a, a lifetime of solitude with me and uh, our goal is always to thank our veterans, lift our veterans up and uh, do what we can to honor them and say thank you. And a special thanks to Ray Bubba Sorensen for sharing this beautiful story and, and thanks as always to Monty for doing such a great job on the production. And what a beautiful thing to do with your life, Ray. Go to thefreedomrock.com and donate to the Freedom Rock Foundation to help support the preservation of these rocks. The story of Ray Bubba Sorensen, the story of the Freedom Rock, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we continue with our American stories. Today we have a history story brought to us from the Naval Aviation Museum in Pensacola, Florida. In April of 1975, the United States was engaging in an evacuation of Saigon, which at the time was the capital of South Vietnam. This evacuation plan, known as Operation Frequent Wind, came as the North Vietnamese were closing in on South Vietnam. Here's historian Hill Goodspeed with the story. So there were uh, U.S. nationals who were still in Saigon, and there were also other people wanting to get out. And the embassy, of course, uh, needed to be evacuated. So the U.S. Navy sent a uh, fleet of ships, and they operated off the coast of South Vietnam. And there was uh, pretty much an aerial shuttle is the best way to describe it, of uh, Marine Corps and Navy helicopters flying in country and landing primarily on the grounds of the U.S. Embassy to pull people out and take them to the ships offshore. Uh, There was also uh, aircraft flying from airfields in South Vietnam getting people out. These helicopters uh, would fly out to the U.S. ships. There'd just be an array of people that were getting off um, from various backgrounds. They could be South Vietnamese uh, individuals just trying to escape, families just trying to get out, uh, knowing that the North Vietnamese forces, the communist forces coming in, would not uh, treat those who had um, worked with the American forces during the long U.S. involvement in Vietnam very well. 
Amidst this operation, there was one man, a South Vietnamese pilot, who decided to take into his own hands the safety of his family, Major Bung Lee. During the long involvement of U.S. forces in Vietnam, uh, there was a training program that existed to integrate uh, South Vietnamese uh, personnel and military forces into U.S. operations. Certainly a big part of that was training uh, pilots to fly uh, various missions, and they formed the South Vietnamese Air Force. There was also a group called the ARVIN, which is Army of the Republic of Vietnam. And so these individuals served alongside American forces, uh, U.S. advisors uh, during the course of the Vietnam War. And he was... Uh, at the time of the fi fall of Saigon, he came up with the idea that he needed to get out, and especially with his military affiliation. And uh, with the ability to fly, he commandeered an aircraft, uh, which is in South Vietnamese Air Force markings. I mean, it's still displayed in the museum in those markings. He commandeered that aircraft and loaded his wife and five children on board. And it was a two-seat aircraft. The aircraft is a, is a, a light observation plane. So it's not uh, unlike the, uh, the small civilian aircraft you see flying around small airports or around the country here in the United States. It was an American built airplane, and, but it was designed as an observation plane. That's what O meant in, in its designation. Like O1 means observation was the, what the O stood for. He loaded his wife and five children into this plane. And with being only a two-seater, the children uh, were, were stuffed back into the fuselage of the airplane behind the cockpit area. And so I can't even imagine what it must have been like for them uh, being so young in this, in this really chaotic uh, scene to be all of a sudden find themselves in a, uh, just stuffed into a darkened compartment and off they go into the air. I mean, I'm not sure whether any of them had ever even flown before. I mean, he may have been the only one aboard the aircraft that he had even been in the air before, I'm not certain. But, uh, and then off, off they went with only a, really only a promise of, of, of something that might happen. I, mean, I can't even imagine you're flying out over the water and there's, there, there was no guarantee he could land on a ship out there or no guarantee of what the future held, but it, it just goes to show whatever uncertainties lay in the future, it, it was better than the situation that awaited them if they stayed behind. As he flew out over the Pacific, he eventually happened upon the U.S. fleet of ships. And um, one of the ships there was the USS Midway, which is an aircraft carrier. And it's actually a ship that is still in existence. It's a floating museum in uh, San Diego. But he came upon the USS Midway and uh, he flew low over the deck and he dropped a note to, uh, onto the deck, which was routine at that time from a low flying aircraft and a very slow aircraft like that. You could deliver messages in those way, in that way. And the note, luckily for uh, for those on board the Midway, they were evacuating a lot of Vietnamese nationals. So there was no problem getting the note translated as to what he wanted to do. And he indicated essentially that I want to land. I, I've got, here's who's aboard this airplane and here's who I am. And I would like to uh, land on the USS, uh, land on the ship. And at that point, the commanding officer uh, had a decision to make. And the commanding officer was a guy named Captain Lawrence Chambers. And he was actually the first African-American to command a U.S. aircraft carrier. So he was uh, pretty unique in, in history at that time. And But you, if you look at what his situation he faced, um, he had the array of, of helicopters coming in 
and landing on his ship. Just, I mean, it's it was a constant stream of them. A carrier flight deck, even though it looks really big, is a relatively limited space if you compare it to, say, a, an airport airfield. So space is at a premium and uh, you have to clear a certain amount of space uh, to operate aircraft. And so he had a decision to make um, on how he was going to try to meet the wishes uh, of this individual uh, who wanted to land. And first of all, he had to have concern that this individual's never landed on an aircraft carrier before. I don't know what his proficiency is, what, whether he'll be able to do it or not. It could, it could be dangerous to those on the deck. Uh, maybe I'll have him uh, ditch the airplane in the water and we can send some send a, a boat or uh, send a helicopter to go rescue the family but the problem with that is the o one bird dog is an airplane that has uh, fixed landing gear for one um, and when you land when if he would have tried to ditch the airplane in the water with fixed landing gear that landing gear would have dug into the water as it as it hit it and probably would have flipped the airplane over on its back. So you have a situation where the kids stuffed in the back of the fuselage, there would be a big, a good chance that they may not be able to make it out of the airplane. Then he had to consider, so that was an option that even though he considered it was one that was, uh, that was not going to bring the result that needed to be, that was going to be a, a positive result. So then his next decision uh, was to, to clear the deck. He was going to have to push some of the helicopters over the side. And there may have been some expense to that, but um, with all that was going on, uh, a, a lot of the military equipment being uh, used, I mean, it was it was a minor expense to pay to, in his mind, to save the lives of some individuals. So he ordered some helicopters pushed over the side to clear uh, space. And then uh, most, air, most aircraft or all aircraft generally have to land on an aircraft carrier. Uh, they have to be brought to a stop with a tail hook. Uh, that's located on the underside of the fuselage and it, uh, it uh, engages a wire that is strung across the deck. Well, in this case, uh, this aircraft was so light, he wouldn't need a way to, he wouldn't have to stop it in that manner. He brought the airplane in after he received word that he could land. Uh, when it hit the deck, uh, he was able to bring it to a stop in a relatively short distance. Um, he was also aided by the fact that the aircraft carrier was turned into the wind. Uh, so there was wind coming across the deck and that helped uh, slow him as well. And the crew uh, ran out, uh, was able to help bring the airplane to a stop. And there's a famous photograph that was taken uh, on the deck. You can see him emerging from the airplane. You can see his wife as well. And it's there's a throng of crewmen surrounding this tiny airplane on the flight deck. And it's, uh, it's a real inspiring shot to see because of uh, one, uh, just the smiles that are on the, the crew. I mean, it was such a, um, it, it was such a momentous moment for them because, uh, it, and really the whole time and that their whole day had, had been spent. Normally the crew would be launching combat aircraft into, into action, but here they were that whole day, they knew that they were literally the passage to freedom for a lot of people. And, and, to, and to see they were they, you could just see the looks of joy on their faces in this particular case of what this family did to and what they accomplished to uh, to get out of South Vietnam that day. The plane that brought Major Bung Lee and his family to freedom and safety has been on display in the Naval Aviation Museum in Pensacola, Florida, mere months after it made its historic landing. 
It's an airplane that's easy to get lost amidst all the, you know, the famous jets and combat aircraft that we have here. It's 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 tiny, it's tucked, uh, it's suspended from the uh, ceiling in one of our hangars. But when people hear the story about what it represents, it becomes instantly one of the most inspiring things they see when they come here once they know and, and appreciate the story behind it. And a special thanks to Madison on the storytelling and the interviewing and on the production. A special thanks to Faith. And also a special thanks to historian Hill Goodspeed, who tells this remarkable story of American generosity and heart in the end. The story of Major Bunley. Also, the story of Captain Lawrence Chambers, who issued that order here on Our American Stories. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.